Welcome to Massive Late Fee, and now your hosts, Mark and Carol. Well, hello everyone. Welcome back to Massive Late Fee. My name is Mark. With me as always is my fiance, Carol. How are you doing today, Carol? Hey, what's up? Not much. It's been a good week here. It is March 28th, 1998. And we've got a big, big, big show today. Yeah, I can't believe it's already the Oscars again. I know. Uh, for the first time ever, though, Carol, I, we are joined by others. Oh, yeah, that's the other big news we have. <laughs> we have we've let others inside our uh, little inner sanctum here. So we used to do way back... Way back when, when we started this in 94, we did, we had our blockbuster pick of the week. We did. Because we, you know, as you know, we are frequent flyers at Blockbuster. Um, and uh, we have a couple of our uh, local uh, Blockbuster clerks here that, as it turns out, also make tapes. Like, we thought we were so original. I don't know what the heck happened. We thought we were the only ones. <laughs> their, their show is called uh, No More Late Fees, so... Anywhere that you can find our tapes, check out their tapes. But uh, we are joined by uh, Danielle and Jackie from uh, No More Late Fees. How are you doing today, ladies? Good. Doing well. You know, once Jackie's dad bought a brand new camcorder, we just had to make our own tapes. So, (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's so much more fun. We should invest in that. A camcorder? (laughs) Yes. Don't they do... Got something else now. I don't know. Don't they do something with the computers now too? Well, I mean, yeah, you can do like a, a webcam, but I mean, I think people usually use those for naughty things. I'm not- oh, okay. <laughs> well, we'll just leave that there. Um, <laughs> but uh, the uh, the Oscars, uh, March twenty third this uh, this year, uh, so they just passed. Um, the big story, obviously, Titanic. 14 nominations tying All About Eve, 11 wins, the most ever uh, wins without winning one in an in a acting category. Wow. Yeah, no, no, the, uh, uh, as good as it gets, we, we did that movie, mm-hmm. dominated the acting categories with Nicholson uh, winning Best Actor and Helen Hunt winning Best Actress. And then your favorite, Robin Williams, for uh, um, Good Will Hunting. I, I'm not. I'm not sure how I feel about that. Like well, Robin okay. Williams for Goodwill Hunting, yes, hundred percent. Yeah, but I'm not sure that as good as it gets beats Titanic in acting. Well, guess what? In case you forgot, Leonardo DiCaprio wasn't even nominated. That's awful. No, it was. Uh, he it was, was robbed. It was uh, Nicholson and then Matt Damon uh, for Goodwill Hunting. Robert Duvall, Peter Fonda. Uh, for Yuli's Gold and Dustin Hoffman. And Wag the Dog. We didn't do that movie. No. Sorry, we started to talk about politics, everyone. We don't do politics. Um, <laughs> but uh, Kate Winslet was nominated for Titanic, but lost out to Helen Hunt and As Good As It Gets. Uh, I don't... Have you guys... Have you, you guys seen that movie, As Good As It Gets? Uh, we have, and we've seen Titanic. Um you know, the double tape situation, not our fave. Right. No. Yeah. <laughs> I am strictly a tape two only girl. Yeah. That's the only one I watch. When wow. the ice, when the Titanic starts sinking, that's when I'm in. Wow. So yeah. for me, it's like I just watch tape one and pretend everything ended happy. Right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. We were not, we weren't the biggest fans. So can't say that 
the um, ceremony made us upset because we did a tape on on Titanic. It's actually our second tape and we go in pretty hard. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I'll have to listen to that one. Yeah, (laughs) we uh, she's a big fan. I, I had some problems. With the film, if you recall our discussion about it, yes. Um, but uh, I-, I liked as good as it gets. I thought, yeah, I liked, it's a good movie too. I like smaller stories, uh, and um, you know, Titanic is one of those where it's. I also I'm a big history fan, so I was a little. Um, there's some history that is not exactly right in uh, in Titanic, so that they took some liberties for sure. Yeah, hundred percent. Uh, but yeah, I mean, uh, uh, probably, I guess the next biggest story from, from the Oscars was Goodwill Hunting. Um, love Goodwill Hunting. Robin Williams, best supporting actor. And of course, uh, best original screenplay for Matt Damon and what's his name? Ben Affleck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Affleck. Uh, yeah. You like, you like, uh. Which one do you like better? Which one's cuter? Ben Affleck. Ben Affleck, of course. <laughs> Come on. Hard, hard pass on both. Thanks. Really? <laughs> yeah. Aw. No, I just don't you like blondes. So. If you're from Boston, I don't want you. <laughs> <laughs> Danielle's taking Robin Williams. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The, uh, hell, yeah. <laughs> Out of that whole movie. Or Mini Driver. Either one of them. That's Mini true. Driver, yes. Yeah. I can see that, yeah. But those two and and Ben Affleck's trash brother, no. <laughs> wow, <laughs> he's in the movie too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Tell us how you really you feel. Have, <laughs> yeah. If you haven't noticed, we have really hard opinions. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. That's excellent. Um. So, uh, I got just two more news stories here before we get into uh, the movie. Everyone, uh, Madonna denies she's magnetic. Uh, so this is how this is how this is introduced. Madonna Bulletin nine thousand nine hundred ninety eight. She's po- she's popular. Uh, magnetic poetry, which makes and sells those little magnets with coy, suggestive, and even innocent words for your refrigerator door, claims its collection was the inspiration for Candy Perfume Girl, a cut from Madonna's new album. The magnetic poetry people say that only three point two percent of the songs. 128 different words aren't used in the popular hits. However, the Madonna star machine isn't buying it. What do you think? Do you think Madonna created a song using magnetic poetry? No. What? I don't even know. Madonna is an enigma. (laughs) I mean, that's definitely a fun thought, but... I guess. Does she I mean, write her own lyrics? Uh, for the most part, yes. She has a couple writing partners or a couple people that uh, that write write with her. But for the most part, she writes most of her own lyrics. Okay. As le- as as, I, le- as far as I know. I mean, I guess it's possible. She could <laughs> she could dump out the magnetic uh, words and see where they take her. It's it like the happen. scene from Rosemary's Baby, right? What? You you you, you don't remember Rosemary's Baby when Not she's got the Scrabble really. tiles and she uh, rearranges the words, the letters. And, yeah. Okay. Now I do. Yeah, it's a it's the scariest part yeah. of that movie. Ah, uh, besides you know being pregnant. 
with the devil. <laughs> now, uh, last story here. Pagers, caller ID, call waiting, multiple phones. Parents grapple with teens' <laughs> need to talk. Have you? Do you guys have a pager? Funny story. Um, my mom won't let me have a pager. Okay. So, um, yeah, that's the end of the story. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. That was funny. <laughs> um but jackie has a really cool pager Mm. it's like green and yeah her mom lets her have her pager but i am not allowed to have a pager so yeah hopefully one day i can get a pager i mean like i have a pager i don't love my pager it's almost caused traffic accidents more than once because you know you're driving along and then all of a sudden it tickles it vibrates Mm -hmm. and it tickles (laughs) okay where are you storing your pager in my in my belt oh okay where do you think dirty mind (laughs) anyway speaking of dirty minds is grease the horniest movie ever made (laughs) I don't know if it's the horniest, but I think like as I'm getting older, I'm rewatching it and realizing that maybe it wasn't as clean cut as it <laughs> exactly was, you know is giving off. Like everyone thinks it's an American classic. Now I think back, I'm like, why did my mom let me watch this? Hundred. Why am I still allowed to watch this? <laughs> I'm pretty sure. When I was watching it, I'm like, I don't think I should be watching this. They're talking about like hickeys and singing it's... about Elvis and his right. Elvis. Yeah, and in the sand. <laughs> yeah, it starts right away. And yeah. so it's, you know, we're talking about Greece because it's it's been re-released for its 20th anniversary. It came out in 1978. It was the height of 50s nostalgia in the 70s with Happy Days and everything. And now we're in the height of 70s nostalgia here in the 90s. So it's come back. But like you said, I mean, it's depicting what is supposed to be from, you know, everything you've seen, a chaste very like staid kind of pure time period in the 1950s and you have men uh singing about how chicks will cream when this car comes down the streets yes the whole, I, the I whole premise that. of oh sorry no that's okay i just i missed that line oh my god go ahead sorry the whole premise of this movie is girl meets boy Boy wants to sleep with girl. Mm-hmm. Girl says no. Boy gets mad and shuns her. Then boy says, maybe I should try to change my outfits <laughs> to get her to think right. that I am clean cut and maybe then she'll sleep with me. New girlfriends make the woman feel bad about her being too pure and clean cut Mm -hmm. right and give her a makeover so that she can now be okay to sleep with boy yeah Yeah. exactly yeah and in the in the midst of all of this there is one girl who is sleeping with people Mm -hmm. and is knocked up 
and has an abortion. Yeah, and completely shunned. Uh, <laughs> okay. Yeah. I got to ask, because I, I feel like maybe I'm naive and things just go over my head. When and how do we know she had an abortion? I thought maybe she just was late. It's implied. How? When? I mean, maybe she doesn't. I, I Maybe she doesn't have an abortion. Maybe she. it was a false alarm. But I would not be surprised if that ended well, up yeah. going down that route, too. But, yeah, right. you're right. Um, yeah, I think she has a false alarm. So she says, who knows? I don't know. Right. I thought She's it was just not pregnant. I thought it was really weird how she chose to tell the guy that it was somebody else's mistake. Right. Like, why are you letting him off the hook? Well, that's the thing is all the women allow all the men to do whatever they want in this movie. <laughs> that's unfortunately true. A hundred percent. Um, She wanted to, I don't know what that was about. I don't know if she like, liked him so much that, you know, the way he reacted, I, I have no idea what made her her he, end up doing he that. He was such yeah. a likable character. You know, when he asked if the woman struggled while, <laughs> while, uh, while Zuko was trying to uh, bed her. Yeah. I will say, um, one thing I found interesting about this movie is that I felt so often that each character in the scene was acting in a different movie. <laughs> That their dialogue did not connect to each other in any real way. Yeah. It was bizarre. There'd be some times where Sandy would be saying things and then Danny would say something. And I'm like, that's not why. How, how is that a response to what she said? And then everyone's mad and they're running away from each other. But the thing is, they put it all to great music. That's well, what makes all the difference. <laughs> Most of the music is pretty good. Because, you know, then you have high school students in, like, the drama club that I, you know, I was in constantly. Grace is awesome. Let's, you know, sing I Want to Be Sandy. Like, yeah. Really? Yeah. That's this very movie, popular in that, in that kind of circle. Interesting. I think this movie is just, like, 100% vibes. <laughs> yes. And, exactly. and, and aesthetic. And it's just also, like we grew up on it and mm -hmm. it just like it constantly plays on tv you know so it's one of the first movies i ever remember seeing that and like dirty dancing heavy rotation. that's another one yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> i mean i have it on v i i have the real grease vhs but i also have it from taping it from the tv mm -hmm. and on the weekend just rewatching it over and over again yeah so it i is, don't know it is funny to think like i guess I don't know if it's supposed to be, not necessarily a parody, but I, I think it's supposed to be, I'm trying to think of it from a 70s perspective, mm. where what they were trying to say was that, hey, you think the 50s was so innocent, it wasn't really so innocent, here's, here's what it was really like being a teenager or whatever. Yeah. That's I mean, exactly what it, yeah. what it was supposed to be. It's a, you know, it was a Broadway, it was a show in um, New York mm -hmm. and it was a musical and it, and it, then it got turned into a movie and I can sure Paramount decided to make it again, vibes and aesthetics, you know, to, to sell it, but it's a very gritty musical. Yeah. If you look at most of the musicals, it's, it's supposed to be like shocking 
But I think now that we have the movie, we don't look at it that way, you know? Yeah. Well, honestly, though, a lot of musicals are like that. There, A lot of musicals are way heavier than they come across. Like, yeah. Seven Brides for Seven Brothers. I don't know if you guys have seen this. Have. Yes. Okay, <laughs> so, like, these dudes just, like, basically kidnap these women. Yeah. <laughs> and then there's a shotgun wedding because they're going to be knocked up. Like, what? This is not okay. But it's all that. happy and, like, everything's fine. Or, like, Gigi, where the girl's, like, Dark. yeah. <laughs> yeah, she's, like, being groomed <laughs> the whole movie. <laughs> it's It's definitely dark. Yeah, a lot of musicals. Um, are supposed to be telling a story that maybe people won't listen. Even like, I mean, obviously West Side Story is mm-hmm. Romeo and Juliet, essentially, but it's also talking about racism. It's talking about um, just even in that time period, what was happening in New York, you know, with all of these cultures kind of pushing against each other. And instead of them all all out killing each other, which they do, they happen to be doing a jump, skip, hop, turn while they do it. Right. Exactly. Yeah, this movie came out, you know, after the heyday of big movie musicals, obviously, in the late 70s. And the musicals that were being produced in the 70s, like like Jesus Christ Superstar, and um, I think, uh, what's the other one I can't think of? But um, maybe. Uh, although that was, I think that was late sixties. Okay. But um, the ones that were being produced uh, were more controversial in the seventies. Most most of the cinema in the seventies was more controversial. At least the popular one ones were anyway. Um, and I, I wonder if that's a part of it too. If, like you said, it was kind of meant to be shocking to a to a seventies audience. Um, but it doesn't. the The music is too peppy. <laughs> It doesn't fit the aesthetic that they're if they're going for that. But I think that's also how they're able to kind of, you know, have you're talking about this time period. Um, but I think that's why, like the older crowd, the people who actually were living in that time period, very much loved the the, the musical and the, and the movie because they were really smart on getting music that was going to fit for that time period. Yeah. So it's so you're talking about really serious issues. Everybody looks at the 60s as if like or 50s and 60s like it's the 50s really. Yeah. I, um as if it was just this golden age and nothing bad happened, but teenagers were still teenagers and doing stuff that teenagers do. So I think it's kind of like a dichotomy of like really crazy stuff was happening and they were talking dirty and being dirty, but also let's layer it in this pop melody that was so popular back then. And even if you look at music from that time period, if you really sit and listen to it, you can hear them talking about sex, all sex and drugs, but they had different words for For it. And you're like singing along with it, thinking it was so cute and pristine and realizing that you're talking about drugs and sex and had no idea. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, that's definitely true. Um, Do we think, so do we think the filmmakers have good intentions here? I guess for, for lack of a, of a better term, do we think that, the filmmakers are 
Trek is like you know how you talked about how the plot of the movie is essentially misogynistic. Do you think that? <laughs> do you think that the the filmmakers are trying to point that out, or do you think they? Do you think it's lost on them? Well, I mean, if you look at the outcome of the movie, it's hard to say that there was a lesson learned because right. she gives in and everyone's happy. Yeah, that's, that's true. I mean, it's like, it depends. I mean, I know we can look at it and say, oh, I can see what's going on, but I, I, I don't know if they were really trying to say it because there was no fallout. There was no consequence. I mean, even Rizzo, who, you know, may or may not have been pregnant, you know, at the end she gets the guy that she wanted. Right. You know, I don't know. I don't think there were any consequences for anything in this movie. Well, the one girl had to to go back to high school. Oh, poor baby. <laughs> so that happens. <laughs> yeah, Frenchie and her hair uh, hair beauty school. school. Right, yeah. beauty school. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think when it comes to were the movie makers like having some thought process of what the goal was, I think they really stuck to the source material. I think there's a lot of stuff from the original musical that actually doesn't make it to the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, that is a little even more raunchy. Oh, wow. Um, so I do think they try to PG it up a little bit. So uh, gotcha. I think they just wanted to make money. Yeah, for <laughs> sure. That is usually the motivation behind yeah. everything. Though. You know what surprised me in this movie is that... This this is one full year of high school. They start at the mm-hmm. first day of high school and they end in the last day of high school. And I'm like, that's that was a breezy senior year, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> and also, how old are these people supposed to be? Well, that's the other thing. So we've got Stocker Channing. Uh, it's it's <laughs> it's a little. I mean, not to single her out because they're all older, but it's it's a little. Um, jarring because she's playing a 17 she's playing a 17 year old but she's a 37 year old who looks like a 47 year old that's mean she does not look that she looks she clearly looks the oldest of the cast yeah maybe it'll sound better coming from a woman instead of a man i'm not trying to judge her (laughs) but she looked old in that movie Yeah, she does, it, and it's it's blaringly obviously obvious. She's a great actress. She is. No one else plays Rizzo like she does. Mm-hmm. But girl, bye. <laughs> <laughs> you look old. Um, none of them were fooling us into thinking no. they were. No. They, they were the same age as the teachers. Right? <laughs> exactly. Right. Yeah, exactly. I mean, like there were there was. I think there was a student in one of the the uh, classrooms. I was like, is that Danny's grandpa? <laughs> <laughs> I have a unpopular opinion, but I actually like Grease Two better than Grease One. Have you seen Grease Two? So Grease Two is. I think Frenchie's the only holdover, if I remember. Um, yeah, um, the main care, the main guy is Sandy's cousin from okay. Australia, who is actually Rex Manning in Empire Records. Yes. Oh, okay. And so. Michelle Pfeiffer's in it, right? Yes, yeah. and she's gorgeous. Yeah. Well, maybe we should have another blockbuster night sometime and check that one out. I agree. I think it's. I actually think it's a better movie too. I <laughs> yeah. don't really like Grease. 
I, I've seen it when I was growing up, but watching it again, I was like, I don't really like this movie. I mean, I liked it when I was a kid, and then I was forced to watch it again as a teenager like, in drama. Right. And everybody else loved it, so I just pretended. <laughs> like you said, I, I think I think what we like is the music. Yeah. There's some there's some good music in the in this movie, but well, you're not alone, Mark, because Jackie doesn't like it either. I, I don't. And, and I was a little nervous when I knew we were talking about this movie because I'm like, I don't like Grease. And like legit, my dad saw it in theater, I want to say 13 times. Like he was obsessed wow. with it. And so we grew up watching it on VHS. And so, um, I mean, I know all the songs. I I can tell you what happens in the movie, but it it's not a favorite. <laughs> um, I love again. I, I I say that I like Grease too better, but I grew up watching this. I will probably sit and rewatch it. I know my mom had the music on a cassette, and when we did Saturday cleanups mm-hmm. in the house, it was on with you know other musical choices obviously but like i i love it it's just i know it's not that great (laughs) in some (laughs) ways i can look at it and be like this is dumb um or problematic but i still love this it is the songs it's 100 Mm -hmm. the songs and the chemistry between olivia newton john and um John 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 travolta was just it, it was really good. Yeah, they're still <laughs> friends today. They are still friends today. Yeah, I, I love their friendship, and that I, it's just sweet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I agree. I think their I think their chemistry works really well. Uh, there's a couple performances that I think are are good. Sagar Channing's very good in the movie. Um, yeah. <laughs> there's the uh, um, but <laughs> the. It's it's so horny this movie. It's weird because even the little things like um what's her name Marty uh getting um hit on at the dance by uh the uh I don't know if he's supposed to be oh, a, a dick the, Clark. Like, uh, oh yeah, yeah that was yeah. weird. Yeah, that's... yeah, he was old. Yeah. And then and then you have Chacha come in mm-hmm. and she's like overly sexualized right. and like yep. Her dance moves are very pro- provocative for the yeah. the time period in which we're supposed to be in. It was very odd. Look at and this hot blooded Latina. They said, Ugh. right, just not great. No. Um, oh. And then Crater Face, he was like, mm. "Is that my daddy? Like, why is he so <laughs> old? <laughs> Seriously? <laughs> I like they. I was." <laughs> I was thinking that guy was a greaser in the fifties. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, I got this. I can pull from my own. Oh my god! Yeah, and that guy was that guy was supposed to be the the other hot guy, I guess, or whatever. I mean, I, yeah, I'm not that the was biggest Chacha's ex boyfriend or something. I was like, girl, do better, right? <laughs> whatever the like, yeah, he was just he was old. Yeah. Absolutely. 
But it's it, it is it is interesting how um I mean back in you know back in that time period they they hired adults you know they yeah. like, like even to play teenage it's not like now we we do we uh we do tapes on Dawson's Creek as well yeah and they're still doing it today well not yes, as bad but, but they're I mean Joshua Jackson's twenty one yeah they're still adults though like right. yeah you know, like because I don't know if you watch Dawson's Creek at all. Yes. But yeah, okay, so he's supposed to be fifteen having sex with a forty year old woman. Oh yeah. And it doesn't look as wrong as it should. Because <laughs> well, yes. it's Joshua Jackson and he's an uh, adult. Yeah. When I when it's we were talking wrong. When we, <laughs> yes. when we were talking about it, I, I mentioned how uh like it's a crime and it's like it it the the show doesn't take it as seriously as it should, but like I like you said, it's because Joshua Jackson's twenty one and the the actress is like thirty. Um, yeah. But uh, if you imagine Joshua Jackson in the Mighty Ducks when he was fifteen, that's like that's the image, right. and that is gross. I'm just wondering if you had a teen angel, who would you choose? Because that whole scene with beauty school dropout mm-hmm. i was just like who is this man and why is he here and we <laughs> never talk about him ever again that is that is true it's a weird is, kind of magic realism huh right is yeah. she hallucinating <laughs> is she on drugs is this man real did she have like a god intervention like what is happening right did now? somebody put an aspirin in her coke right right, <laughs> right? what was that Supposedly, I guess that's a, uh, was a myth that uh, if you put an aspirin in a Coca Cola, it, it would get you drunk. That was like a myth in the fifties or whatever, like a roofie kind of thing. Well, I mean, back then they didn't have to try hard. It was they had cocaine in the actual Coca Cola, right? So <laughs> exactly, not too far off. So crazy, but yeah, mine wouldn't be Frankie Avalon. I don't think I like Frankie Avalon, but. I'm trying to think about who was popular in the 70s to well, be a choice. I don't think they would necessarily be. Now, who now would it be? Who now in 1998 would be your, uh, would Joshua it be Jackson. one of the <laughs> yeah. Justin Timberlake? Maybe. I mean, if we're going based on uh, Frankie Avalon's age-ish mm-hmm. in the 70s and applying it to now, I might go like... He's a little younger, but maybe John Stamos. I knew you yes. were going to say. Good, good call. Yes. My answer for everything is John Stamos. <laughs> Uncle Joey. Jesse. Uncle, Uncle Jesse. 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 Well, Joey was there, but yeah, Jesse. Yeah, it's Uncle Jesse. But nobody was, nobody's asking for Uncle Joey. To Correct. <laughs> We'll go Jesse all day, though. Right. Except maybe Alyssa, um, Alyssa Morissette or Alanis. Alanis Morissette, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's the rumor. Really? Yeah. yeah, yeah. That um... they, well, they dated when she was younger. Or whatever. Huh. That's which, a hard one, which is questionable. Absolutely like, right. Side eye that situation. <laughs> oh man, um, I don't know who who I would choose to. Do I choose a lady? I don't know. <laughs> was there, there wasn't really there wasn't really a uh, like a sexual or relationship component to that song, so I guess it could be whomever. Um, 
Hmm. Who would be my guardian angel? <laughs> well, he died, but <laughs> Dean oh, Martin. If he, Dean Martin, if he wasn't dead, but oh, he, he died in nineteen eighty nine or whatever. Um, he but would, uh, he would be good. well, in that new movie, Can't Hardly Wait, that came out this year, mm-hmm. Jenna Elfman literally plays an angel stripper. That's true. That's true. I like Jenna Elfman. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Wait, if we can pick girls. Okay. Yeah. Now she's excited. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what's her name? The hot one. I like that George Clooney guy that's on ER. We were just talking about her like last time we recorded. We talked about her last time. Was she a singer? She was no. She was in Selma Hayek. No, not Selma Hayek. She is definitely hot, but no. The she was in Wild Things. Oh, Oh, Denise Denise Richards. Thank you. Oh my god, that movie. She is my all-time number one crush. I think. That movie has no plot. It, it's a it, terrible it, movie. It's but it's worth watching. I, I for heard one reason, and that's Denise Richards. <laughs> I read in the paper somebody called it uh, White Trash Hitchcock. <laughs> which I wow. guess. I, but I still think it's not quite to that level because it's not <laughs> Hitchcock. It's not. It's not. It's not even close. Mm-mm. It was an awful movie. <laughs> oh man but um yeah denise richards i could see that but can she sing though <laughs> oh i don't know do they have to be able to sing i'm she sure they can have angel. someone like lip sing you know yeah. she could lip sing it right. there no you big go. deal they do that in musicals all the time like audrey Hepburn didn't sing in my fair lady so right seriously yeah i know this i'm disillusioned <laughs> <laughs> What about you? Me? Yes. Oh, I said Joshua Jackson as soon as it can oh, come out uh, of my lips. Joshua Jackson. I don't okay. I don't care if he's not old enough. He's... <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's he's old enough. Well, he's 21, I think. Exactly. 22. <laughs> Joshua Jackson. My uh Katie, well, so yeah, Katie Holmes is isn't uh too bad. No. She's pretty, and so is a... I, I always look at... She always has droopy eye syndrome for me, and mm. I just can't see past it. She's huh. a cute girl. I'm not... I don't hate on her. I just... <laughs> the problem is that she is, like, the girl next door, the every girl, which makes me say she's the every girl, mm-hmm. and I'm not, like, you know... I'm not fascinated by it. Yeah. You know, I mine, can see that. You know what mine would be? Mariah Carey. Really? That would be mine. Okay. Well, she can my, sing, my is, for angel. sure. Yeah, she can sing, and, and she's probably the right-ish age. <laughs> Ish? I guess. I, I mean, from what? Is Frankie Avalon 60 in that movie? I don't know. <laughs> I think he's about 50 Yeah. It's hard to tell, because he, like he, like Dick Clark, he, he aged very gracefully. So. <laughs> yes. Oh my goodness! Um, well, I think that's about it for the uh, the old show. There, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, it's just I wish that I could watch it with the childhood nostalgia that I originally enjoyed. But yeah. Oh, I want. Oh, that, that's the other thing. Mm, <laughs> you look. You look alarmed. <laughs> <laughs> that's the other thing I wanted to ask. What's What's the worst song? You know, there's a lot of great songs. What's the worst song, and why is it stranded at the driving? <laughs> 
<laughs> I do. I I was trying to think like which one do I usually fast forward, and I think I think it is that one. <laughs> I forgot yeah. it existed. Yeah, I, I, like, I think at, Yeah, that one is definitely. And when I was younger, hopelessly devoted, I was like, this is boring because mm-hmm. you know I was little. I wanted the fast songs, but as I got older, I was like, okay, Sandy, let's write a letter and then put it in this little kiddie pool <laughs> and watch it disintegrate. I think for me, it's beauty school dropout. Really? really? Like just, it's not, I did not resonate with me. I think it's because it's that weird, like dream sequence with the like roll weird roller hats. and mm-hmm. stuff. I, right. I didn't get it. Okay. Yeah, and that, Oh, that's the other thing. Like in that segment, her friends are there too, so yeah. she's definitely high, yo. She, <laughs> she is, she's got to be high. Yes. Ah, <laughs> uh, but um, I, I mean, I can't, I can't say I, I don't know, I, I don't know if I recommend it or not. It, you, you know, you everyone knows this movie, so you know if you want to go buy a ticket and see the 20th anniversary re-release of Grease or not. I would recommend doing it because it's a different experience. You know, it's nice being able to see something in the theater. Yeah, well, that's true. Something that we've watched on VHS and and on TV all of our lives, being able to see it in the theater, it it is different. And no matter how much we hate on it, it is a classic. So enjoy it on the big screen. It's a classic. And if if you get to the movie theater and you're bored, leave. And then wait to find your nearest showing of Rocky Horror Picture Show. Yeah, you <laughs> just might be in a different genre that you right. need to see. Exactly. <laughs> oh, but that is the episode for the week. Uh, thank you very much. Yeah, thank uh, you so much for uh, for joining us. Uh, no more late fees. Check them out everywhere. Everywhere you go. <laughs> Walking down the street. Look around the corner for them. <laughs> And you can write us at LateFee1994AOL.com. Yep. Check out our website at www.RetroLateFee.com. Share the tapes with your friends. Yep. And we will see you next time. Bye. Bye.